Serious Rap Shit Podcast. I'm John, your host. I'm Josh, your other host. And yeah, we about to go in. What's going on, Josh? Um, I was glad you nailed the, the episode number because I legit forgot. So <laughs> one of one of us gotta know. Yeah. I legit was like, oh shit, is it two or three or two or four? We took last week <laughs> off. So like I was I just like my brain is just like not there. Yeah. Um it takes me a I'm while to, to reset sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. I'm good, man. Um you know what I've been doing? I fell into a, a, a YouTube wormhole of Ted Ed videos. Oh, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're like, you know, four, four, five, six minute videos. And it'll be like, you know, why do reptiles have, or why do cats have like triangular eyes and oh, shit. shit like that? Yeah. And it's just like, all of a sudden, I just, I, like the other day, dog, I watched like maybe four hours of those videos just like <laughs> clicking just and boom, clicking boom, boom. And cl- yeah like and it's like one was on like hibernation and like i swear to god it's weird because it is that thing of like i was thinking about it one day like oh how do like animals hibernate like how does that work mm-hmm. and then that's the first video that popped up the oh, Ted video that had popped up and it was like it's cool like read my brain <laughs> um, we've definitely like achieved singularity yeah. With the internet at this point, because I definitely like will be thinking some shit, and it'll it'll show itself on yeah, the internet. And I'm like, what the fuck? Come on. So I like watched that video on hibernation, and then like, then it was like another one was like, oh, why do cats have these kind of eyes? And I was like, oh, I'll click on this one. And it was like a brief history of dogs. It was like it's only five minutes. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> I click on that. I need to know where dogs came from. You know? <laughs> yeah. how, do, how did we get to this point? <laughs> And it's just like me clicking on shit over and over again. And then like the worst ones though, are they have these ones? It's just like, can you solve the rebels riddle? And it's just oh, like, shit. okay. What? And you click on it, and it's like these. Pa- it's all about like uh, ratios and mm. percentage. It's all math riddles. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like I watch them, but I'm just like I'm never gonna get this. <laughs> I was gonna say like props to you as an adult for doing math just for pleasure. You know, <laughs> see, just and it makes me mad because like listen, man, I'm not thinking. I don't think I'm like the smartest human being in the world or any of those kind of things, but I think I'm fairly intelligent, right? And I watch those videos and I'm just like, fuck, man, I don't understand this. Like no. my brain, like math. I, there's some kind of disconnection in my brain and like anything besides like adding, subtracting, multiplying and dividing like single digit number, like, mm-hmm. you know, five into 25. Cool. I can do that. No problem. Yeah, yeah. But like, if you go like, what's 14 into, you know, 360, I'm going to be like, fam, you. <laughs> <laughs> that's above my pay grade. <laughs> Yo, I could do it by hand, but yeah. The, the yeah. If I mental if, math, if, I'm like, oh man, come by on. By hand. I, Cause I know it's like, oh, well you do this number first and then you drop it down and bring a zero and do it. But like trying yeah. to do that in my head, that's not going to no. work, man. School. Um, School was challenging for me because as a young person, I had authority issues. 
um, especially as I got older in school. But it was the seed of it was there when mm-hmm. I was a, a little kid, too. Um, but generally, like history was a breeze. English was always a breeze. Mm-hmm. Any of the stuff that's like ironically related to what I do uh, yeah. for a living now as an adult <laughs> all of that stuff was like easy breezy for me sociology I always uh like or social studies I, I always liked that as a, a little kid so it was always a breeze that sort of thing the stress that math used to give me dog like 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 I remember even when you were talking about um dividing and like uh you know carry this number and all of that shit i got like a uh a, a, <laughs> like a yeah like Sweat a started coming down here fucking yeah, head. i got like Fuck a man, don't ask me to solve 14 into 36 <laughs> yo like that shit the stress that math used to cause me really from i want to say sixth grade is around where i lost the plot with math yeah yeah, yeah. And up until then, you know, it was cool. I think like fifth grade, I had like a B at the in math mm-hmm. at like the end of the year. So I had a nice handle on it up until that point. And like sixth grade, yo, like that shit, that shit used to stress me out. And it got to a point uh, where by the time I was in high school, I wasn't even really trying at this shit. Oh no, I I completely gave up in high school. Gave up on that shit, yo. I I remember um my algebra 2, which how the fuck did I even pass algebra 1? <laughs> my algebra 2 teacher, I remember um a homegirl of mine was in that class and I came I was like busting it up with her in the hallway. And I had that class too, but I I never came. This it was warm mm-hmm. out to the point where you know I I had completely skipped this class the entire year till when the spring rolled around. So the spring, me and her are like busting up in the hallway, and I just walk in with her, and we're like chatting this shit. And <laughs> the teacher looks at me, and he's like, "Young man, uh, you have to go to your class." And I'm like, "Yo, I'm in this class. Yeah, I'm in this class." <laughs> And this is like March. I'm like, yo, I'm in this class. And he's like, yeah, you know, what's your name? I said, John Morrison. And he looks at me and says, Mr. Morrison, <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you know, I know. I don't, I don't, this is one of the ones that I don't come to. But yeah, when, by the time I was at that point, you know, 15, 16, I was, I was done with it. Like I was not, I was completely checked out of school in general. Mm-hmm. really checked out of math like I, I wasn't fucking with that shit did you do um algebra in summer school with me i don't know if you yes. you weren't in my class but you might have did out al- that's how i passed algebra one otherwise i wouldn't have and yeah that's my, exactly what happened yeah <laughs> that's exactly my, what my summer school teacher like and this is just proof of like philadelphia public school system and all that kind of shit my summer school teacher was like listen you don't have to get the answer but if you work the problem out right, I'll still give you half credit for the for the the, the for the, Yo, uh, the question. They, <laughs> it was just they like really did do that, and, and because there was no way, like unless unless you just didn't go, there yeah, was no yeah. way to like cut summer school. You know what I mean? Like you just didn't go or whatever, right? Um, but 
um, yeah, that's the only reason why I passed Algebra 1. And then when I, in that year, because that was my 10th grade year, because I failed Algebra 1 in uh, in ninth grade. Ninth and what grade, happened yeah. was, when I originally got to high school, before I came to Northeast, I was at, um, I had, advan- I had um, AP English and mm-hmm. AP History. And I had regular science, because I kind of like science, unless you get into the math part of science, and that's where it loses me. Yeah. Uh, um, <clears throat> but, uh, and then I had remedial math. Mm-hmm. Like I was that bad at math. Like tested that bad at math. Yeah. Um, but then when they when I transferred into Northeast, they didn't. Um, they put me in regular algebra one, mm-hmm. and like I had, I wasn't even doing algebra. I was doing like general math questions still, like at my old school. So like I, when I got into the class, I was like, well, I'm never coming back. It was my last period class too. So it was like, I'm out. Yeah. Um. And then uh, when I got into tenth grade, I remember I got I had Mister Shulang. I remember this dude's name. Um, he kind of looked like Mister Cotter. That's I think that's why oh, I remember the dude. <laughs> like um, Welcome Back Cotter. Yeah, like Welcome Back Cotter. Like his hair no. was a little shorter, like closer to his head, but he had like the balding thing and like yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him. He was a nice guy, but like when he walked into the class, like that first day when we walked in, he was like, "Listen, homework is thirty percent of your grade," and I was like. Sam, like, yeah. <laughs> the, that means I have to get an A just to get a like I have to get an A in everything else mm-hmm. to get it just to get a C in this class. Yep. Yep. Wow. <laughs> I was like, this is gonna be a bad year. Uh, school, man. School was brutal. School, <laughs> school was fucking brutal. I don't know if it's any better uh, for kids now. I know. Um, like I know teachers. I have I have folks that are like yes. our age, that are homies, that are uh, younger than us, that I know that are teachers. And I'm like, dog, I would love to have you as a teacher. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like y'all are probably like so good to the kids. Man, we had fucking iron warriors when we was kids. Well, yeah, I remember like teachers. you're talking about like people that were like in their fifties from like the Vietnam War. Like there was teachers that served in the Vietnam War that yeah. we had. Like yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it was a different time, I think, a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, the awareness. Like, dude, they thought I was dyslexic when I was a kid. Mm. When I was in elementary school, they thought I was dyslexic. Thought, Dude, I still have problems now, like, remembering phone numbers. I, like, flip numbers around. Flip them around, yeah. Yeah. When I do phone numbers, so like I got a, like I, I had to call somebody earlier, and it, the phone number was in my email. I had to keep the email up and like put the phone Look number in, it. because if I tried to just go like, oh, it's two one five, blah 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 blah, I would have fucked the numbers up. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that shit on my mom's taxes when she asked me to do it a couple oh, years ago. Like shit. I just fucked numbers up. Yeah, and I was looking at the paper and still fucked the number up. Yeah, so like they thought, I, but they just never tested me. Like, they just were like, yeah, we think he might be dyslexic. But then, like, nothing else ever happened afterwards. Jeez, and just let you rock out. Yeah. And wow. so, like, there was a, you know, I think it was just a different time. People were just not as sensitive. Like, we're, we're in a generation, and I think, like, like you know, people our age are more sensitive to different things. And mm-hmm. the ideas, uh, when I when I went to my son's school, and this is still, it's, it's our school. It was Northeast. My son graduated from the same school. Uh, well, we didn't, I didn't graduate from there. Um, but that we went to, that we met at. And he, um, there was like, you know, the, the LGBTQ, LGBTQ plus like club at the school. There was like just way more, you know, sensitive to these different you know to different things and 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 like i remember when i was a kid like they would just put like kids who had like 
English as a second language, like Esau kids, they would just put him in uh, learning disability classes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, ah, oh, yeah, he's learning disability. It's like, no, he just speaks a different language. Yeah. Like, in why the, are you- in the basement? Yeah, just being like yo, in the lower levels with like, or like the annex, like mm-hmm. the, the extra building that was built onto it. It's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, they just threw them in there and just were like, well, the, you know, that's lost education. It's just like, Jesus, it's yeah. really like I had a friend when I was younger who had um, uh, muscular dystrophy. Mm, yeah, but he wasn't like he didn't have learning disabilities he just had physical disabilities but they just put him in in uh learning disability class that's how they used to do that's how they used to do when we were young boys like yeah yeah there wasn't a thing of like oh well like this kid is smart he just has like he has this kind of issue where they're just not as sensitive and then like obviously my daughters who go to school in like um out in the counties uh, in like a much better school districts they get so much more attention my Mm -hmm. youngest is struggling in math. She got whatever she got from math, she got from me because she struggles mightily in math and she's getting all types of attention, extra yeah. classes, all kinds of shit like that. Yeah, like, like, yo, we're going to help you succeed. Yeah. Yeah. It just didn't get it. Well, yeah. we didn't get that kind of attention. And that's part of it. Like, we yeah. just weren't. Um, and like you said, one of the close friends of the pod and a good friend, um, Ben Fox. Um, yeah, shout out to Ben. Yeah, he's a he. You know, he's a teacher, and he talks about like how much he. You know, he taught in inner city Detroit, mm-hmm. and he's taught in like in the suburbs of Miami, and he's taught in like um, Northern California now, where he lives. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, oh, the differences in like how they address things and all that mm-hmm. kind of shit is just different. And he's like a really cool dude. So like, yeah, you would think you'd love to have him as a teacher. Yeah. My friend Jada, she's a teacher. Um, my man, Phil, you know, he's a fucking a college professor. Yeah. Shout out to you Phil. I mean, yeah. Shout out to Phil. So like there's, um, yeah, I think, I think there's a difference. Also, I think like, because we're older in age, you go like, Oh, this is a good dude. I'd be, you never, were going to look at your yeah, teacher well, and be like, he's cool. <laughs> you know nice I, mean? guy. I like this guy. Yeah. Nah, nah. Yeah, we no. had I had one who like D- Mr. Lint was real cool. Mm-hmm. He's a um he was our social he was my social sciences teacher in 12th grade. Yeah. And to go to show you what Philadelphia public schools are, we couldn't get homework in that class because they didn't have enough books for all of us. So we each had to share a book in class. I've been so there. So you could Yeah, so you couldn't even take a book home, so you couldn't get homework, which was fine with me. Mm-hmm. Um but like he was, he was decent. He was a younger guy, and I remember asking him like, "Hey, man, like I, I would like to get an English degree in college. What could I do with an English degree? Or no, I want a history degree. I was like, can, can I? Get, is there anything I can do with a history degree? History degree besides teach? He was like, <laughs> uh, write a book. Yeah, and, and like then, I would had no it, and then teach. <laughs> yeah, and then teach. <laughs> I was like, I don't really want to write a book. He was like, hey, then you can teach. Like that's pretty much your two options with that's a history your, degree. That's your lane. And I was like, so, but he was a cool dude. And then like, he was right next to, um, there was this young Spanish teacher, Mrs. Silva. And she was hot. Wow. Like, um, no bad teachers. She, I mean, this is my first one. It was 12th grade before we got her. Uh, And I didn't even have her class. I just would see her um, all the time because I would loitered in the hallways. And um, she was like, she was hot and she was like probably only like 25. Mm-hmm. It was like her first or second teaching job. She hadn't been around that long. And every dude in the school was like <laughs> on her back. Right. Um, 
but she was she was super nice. I'm still I'm friends on Facebook with her still to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not, she's a super nice person. They were like the only two teachers, and I had I had a teacher in sixth grade, Miss Merriweather. Yeah, who she was like the teacher that kind of like opened me up to the world type mm. thing. She talked to me about like traveling, um, and like she was like going to j- she was doing like these trips in you know whatever year like mid nineties that I didn't think people did. Like she was like, oh, I'm going to Japan. I went to Japan this past summer. Mm-hmm. Next year we're going to Greece and blah blah. blah. Shit that you know. Listen, man, like, I was lucky. We didn't go down the shore on a regular basis or anything like that. You right, know, I right. went down the shore twice for, like, a vacation only because I had a friend who had a little bit of money. And, I could, and like, I was friendly with him, mm-hmm. and his parents liked me, so I, he was allowed to bring a friend. They'll let you ride. Yeah, yeah. 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 <clears throat> Not going to fucking Greece. Like, nah. you know what I mean? So, like, she was, she would talk to us about traveling the world and seeing different places because, like, the world's a big, the cultures are different all over the world and you got to uh-huh. go see places. Um, she taught us uh, black history. She was the first person who um, talked to us about, like, we got robbed with Malcolm because Malcolm was only, like, 40-something when he was killed, right? No, I think it was like uh, mid-30s, I want to say. I was about to say, yeah, maybe even the 30s, right? Um, She was like, we didn't get to see him evolve as a human being. Right. You know what I mean? She was like, I, she was like, I'm not even as old. I think she said she wasn't even as old as Malcolm was when he was killed. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'm still evolving as a human being. Like, she was one of the first. Go ahead. You, you were right. Uh, he was 39. 39, okay. He died. Um, so... She was just like, you know, we all evolve as people. And it was one of the first times where, like, she really opened my eyes to, like, how much different the world could be. You know what mm, I mean? Yeah. And she was awesome. I love Miss Merriweather. I wish I could, like, tell her how much she means to me. And now, just, like, what she what she opened my eyes to and, like, uh, you know... And it was sixth grade, and she was my history and my English teacher. And that's probably partially why. It's because the two subjects I excelled at the, the best. Mm-hmm. Um but she just opened me up to so so such a bigger world and it's a shame because like teachers can fucking make such a huge difference on people's lives man yeah did you have you seen Abbott Elementary yet yes <laughs> yeah yes. yeah shout out to Quint, uh, Quinta Brunson Brunson yeah, from from Philly shout out mm-hmm. to her um if you're not watching Abbott Elementary go fucking watch Abbott Elementary so good it's so good it's, it's so funny it's the first really worthy successor to like the the office and parks and recreation type thing mm, in America. Yeah. Um some people have tried, but yeah, there's yeah. been a bunch of people that have tried to do that mockumentary type style. Um this is the first one that's like really good. The cast is fucking brilliant. Um and what I love about it is it does show like what impact it and the, like the hell that teachers have to go through to get fucking shit for their kids and mm-hmm. do shit. Um so yeah, if you're not watching Abbott Elementary, it comes on Tuesdays, but it's on uh, Hulu on Wednesdays. So go watch that shit. Yeah, there's gonna be. I think there's like the fourth episode coming up or something like that. Something yeah. like that. That shit's so um, good. Janelle James as the uh, the principal. She's fucking amazing. Dog. She's like every scene she's in yes. is just like bang bang. Like it's yeah. like tearing she it up. She steals every scene she's in. Yeah. Um. Fucking my man from Everybody Hates Chris is in it. Mm-hmm. Like. 
uh, so good. It's such a such a good show, and it's based here in Philly. Her mother, uh, Quinta Brunson's uh, Quinta, Quinta Brunson's mother, was a uh, teacher here in Philly. Uh-huh. Um, and so, like, that's kind of where that came from. And um, you know, and it, it's really good, man. Like, it's really really good. So fucking funny. Um, definitely check that out if you're not checking anything yeah. else out. Definitely really fucking um, dope. Yeah, um, let's get to a couple of topics real quick. And uh, um, did you see this that uh, Jay and Meek are trying to get a law passed to not allow rap lyrics um, to be used against uh, people in court? Yeah, I, I did um, to see the the headline, and it is crazy because um, years ago, I remember when um, this first became a thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And the source talked about it. Uh, a brother, I can't think of his name right now, but I know he, he was from the West Coast and he had gotten locked up on, you know, whatever beef that it was. And the law, the prosecution was pulling out his lyrics and using that as evidence, you know, against him in this case. And I remember, I can't think of the name of the, uh, the writer, uh, who wrote this. I'm going to like look into this shit, but, um, I can't remember the the writer who wrote about this. And this, this was Mm -hmm. like mid nineties, mid, you know what I mean? And they were saying like, yo, this precedent is going to be crazy. And in the future, they're going to be doing this shit and using lyrics to get people locked up. And we've seen over the past few years that this is exactly what mm-hmm. has been happening? You know what I'm saying. You wouldn't listen. You wouldn't do this in any other genre, but you know we know we know what that shit is about. And that's one of the major things that JME are talking about is the fact that like it's not being used in cases against like rock artists or anything like that. Um, you know, um, where you know, like we saw it happen with Bobby Schmurder. They used his lyrics against him. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, they did it with Six uh, Nine, um, Push Iced. I think they did it with him recently. Yeah, um, yeah. They're they're and I remember the case you're talking about. I remember that because I, I remember reading that in the source, and they're like, "Yeah, they're using his lyrics against them," and blah 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 blah, mm-hmm. and thinking like, "Oh, that's stupid and silly." Like you know what I mean? Like you're you're not gonna do that to you know a fucking. A director who makes you know movies that are violent and then he kills somebody you're not like oh see you know look at the movies he makes and blah blah blah, blah. right um you know there was a director that that jeepers creepers uh the guy who directed the original a maybe the sequel child molester yeah just they weren't like look at how violent his movies are like blah blah blah, blah. you can tell he's got something wrong with them no one yeah. did that you a know movie, what i mean a movie about a monster that hunts <laughs> hunts and sniffs children yeah you know what i'm saying come on and i i did find i did a quick i hate to google while we're on uh on mic but um the brother's name is sibo from Mm -hmm. sacramento and as i'm talking i'm thinking like was it the boy sibo but i I didn't want to misspeak but yeah it was sibo from sacramento and the source was talking about this in the 90s how they were trying to use boy lyrics to uh to get him locked up yeah and it's it sets a dangerous precedent because it's like it you know then you can use people's art against them and it it, it's and like you said one of the biggest things is we know who they're doing this against they ain't doing this against certain folks you Mm -hmm. know what i mean 
So like we know this um, goes down racial um, goes down racial lines and you're talking about somebody who's going like, oh, if I talk about shooting somebody in a record, like, is this going to be used against me in a court? Like, I mean, Scorsese isn't, you know, being brought in in mob fucking trials and shit like that. Like, you know what I mean? Um, Nobody who wrote, you know, some violent film. Like, it's very similar in the sense of like, when they were trying to like bang rock artists for saying like, oh, they have like backward masking in their records and Mm -hmm. people are killing themselves and blah, blah, blah. blah. It's just like, like, nah, man, like that's just not how that works. You know what I mean? Like I'm making an artistic thing saying like, oh, like it would be like arresting Biggie for making suicidal thoughts because somebody killed themselves. Mm Yeah. And it's, it's just such, it's such a dangerous precedent. It is something that honestly does need to be worked on. I mean, I know Jay and Meek are both doing other work on like criminal uh, justice reform too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure this is just part of a larger thing. But like this, I think, is really important and it does need to be passed as a law is that you can't be using people's artistic shit against them um, in these types of cases. It's yeah. just, it, it's, it's, it sets too much of a dangerous precedent. Yeah. Where does it end? And, um, you know, yeah, is art uh, protected speech mm-hmm. in this country? You know, I don't know. And, like, um, if this – it's – it's it's uh, I don't know. It's easy to do uh, shit like this because the, the populations that they're targeting are already marginalized, already mm-hmm. – we're talking mostly, like, black men. You know what I'm saying? Yes, that are already, you know, uh, over-policed and all of that. So, yeah, shout out to Jay and Meek for, um, I know they get a lot of uh, flack for, like, multiple, multiple reasons. But, mm-hmm. you know, you do shit like this, they could have they could have stayed in bed. You yeah. know what I'm saying? As, as opposed to, you know, trying to build up some momentum around this. So, you know, whatever fucking helps in reforming this... Uh, criminal system no pun intended you know what i mean i'm i welcome this shit so if you know if if they can uh do it in the right way and get something on the books that says that you know prosecutors can't do this i'm all for it yeah absolutely and it's a um because like i wonder like where does it go does it go to like oh this dude shot somebody and they were listening to little dirk yeah. So did little Dirk motivate this person to kill so like that like that's where it gets dangerous and murky and like where you can start saying like oh well it was they were listening to this type of music so like that music caused this like we dealt with that in the 90s with the whole gangster rap mm-hmm. thing anyway you know what I mean and like in this time when things are so much more even more politically divided like you can see that shit passing in red states really yeah. easy and like low key see it passing in blue states that are like uh-huh. masquerading as blue you know what i mean or masquerading as progressive you know yeah. what i mean 100 percent. uh so yeah I, I think this is a really good thing and it could have like really good um uh effects for um hip-hop yeah. altogether um one quick thing too before we get into our um what we listen to so we talked about this being a possibility when this was announced <laughs> i hate when predictions um, like this uh come true <laughs> i fucking hate it uh the fujis canceled their tour before it started yeah grand opening grand closing yeah 
Um, and you know, I adore the Fuji's, but yes, you know, they they went through uh, a lot of internal shit, which caused mm-hmm. them to break up in the first place. And maybe you know that shit wasn't healed. You know what I'm saying? You anything? If me and you have an argument and the shit gets crazy. We don't need to be on mic trying to record an episode that nah. day. We need to have conversations and and take time. So, you know, I don't know why the Fuji's canceled the fucking tour. Maybe maybe they didn't heal all that old shit from before. Yeah. We love them and we want them want to see them, but shit got to go through processes, you know? Absolutely. And and the thing too is like it's one thing if me and you sit in here and argue about something and then we're like, yo, we're not recording the episode. There's like real issues of like right, right. betrayal right. and you know fucking uh um cheating and all kinds of shit. Shit uh-huh. that like a lot of your favorite rock bands did, like you know what I mean. What, right. What, what's the group uh, Fleetwood Mac? Like, weren't they all sleeping with each other at some point? Like, you know what I mean. It's like, like there's there's shit and there's reasons why those bands break up and then don't tour for forever. Like, like you said, there's probably a lot of trauma that isn't exact, isn't really healed, and someone probably threw a crazy bag at them live nation or some shit like that mm-hmm. probably threw a crazy bag and when they saw that number they were like yeah let's do it Yo, we maybe got together this. for like a rehearsal and we're just like this is not kosher yet yeah not a so, whole tour yeah nah nah like i like i would have been more i would have been more hopeful if we would have seen like oh they did a versus or something Ooh, and yeah, there was like a crazy. lot of chemistry and shit like that and you'd be like yo they probably they might and then next thing you know they're like yo we're gonna go out on tour yeah or they did like they get not they get I, they're not in the rock and roll hall of fame right no i don't think so okay no. um i mean i would think just off of fucking uh the what you call it record the score they would have fucking maybe made it into the hall of fame already just because yeah. that fucking record's like one of the biggest selling records of all time um but uh like if they did like a hall a thing at the Hall of Fame or something at like one of the VH1 honors, they did a concert. And they were all on stage together, mm-hmm. and like there was a lot of chemistry. And you were like, "Oh yeah, I could." Like, and then next thing you know, they're like, "You know what? We're gonna go on tour." You right. know what I mean? But it right. wasn't like this was following some like great concert together. Mm-hmm. This came out of you know nowhere. I mean? Like I remember the yeah. day they announced it, people were like, "Wait, what the fuck?" Like the Fuji's yeah. are back together. It was really surprising. Yeah, I I had an idea that it was happening because um chris schwartz who founded uh roughhouse records who roughhouse, signed, yeah. yeah he signed the fujis and and all of that shit he posted something a day or two before that was like on some like yo big news coming like eyeball emojis i was like are the Fuji's gonna get get back together there's no <laughs> there's no other reason i could imagine chris schwartz posting that you know what yeah. I'm saying? So I, I had an idea, like, oh, I think the Fuji's going, they're going to do some shit. And then they announced it. It came out of nowhere, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Did I ever tell you I was, I had talked about going to engineering school when I was in, still in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom was going to, like, pay for me to go to engineering school. And it was in one of the studios that they recorded a lot of that stuff in, like out in Montgomery County or something like that. One of the studios that Rough House used. Probably uh, uh, 
uh, uh, Studio Four. Yeah, I think it was where they did yeah. like um, what's the name was done there? Uh, Miseducation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's probably Studio Four. They, my mom was she somehow she found out about like they had some like train engineering training program through there or mm-hmm. some shit like that. I went out there. I toured the studio. Um, I remember we went out there on the bus because we didn't have no car, and it was a pain in the ass to get to because it was like mm. out in the county, and um, I we went there and we were like looking around and it was just expensive and I was just like my mom was like oh don't worry about it I'll find a way like I'll work overtime I'll get it. and I was just like but this but this shows you how like young I was and dumb I was I was like well this isn't what I want to do with music so like why would I want to do this not knowing like how important this was to an aspect of doing fucking music and the music I wanted to do yeah 100%. Um, but uh yeah I, I i fucking that's one of those things you look back on like there's you know you regret stuff or whatever that's one of the things i majorly go like damn i really regret not doing that yeah, yeah. you know what you i mean because she was uh mix these episodes <laughs> like yeah absolutely we could have done, <laughs> done half and half um and it was one of those things where it was um i uh i, I look back on it and i'm just like she i think she was gonna let me like do like twilight school and not do like real school mm-hmm. and just like kind of graduate but do this because she knew like this is the kind of stuff i wanted to do yeah um but you know things work out for reasons like you know what i mean who knows where the fuck i would have ended up at that point you know what i mean i might have had a kid with lauren hill or some shit like that you oh, know what shit. i mean mixing uh mixing uh miseducation <laughs> and you know what i mean um that would have been fucking wild <laughs> or I might have been doing like uh you know uh uh a uh, uh, fucking uh uh what you what do you call it the um the scam that uh Wyclef was running for uh, <laughs> the Haiti relief <laughs> yo I love Wyclef I won't slander Wyclef but yeah yo y'all y'all had some shit y'all had some shit to work out you know what I mean lost one is like the the most like you know no vaseline is fucked up uh hit him up is fucked up as far as like hip-hop diss songs lost ones is is scathing yeah (laughs) i don't know if i could reconcile with a motherfucker that that said that shit about me on a spiritual level Mm -hmm. i don't know if i could come back from that because she she talking that talk and when it came out I didn't realize what it was. I just, you know, I remember when when 99 first played that shit on the radio. I was just like, oh, Lauren got some new shit. She's spitting. Yeah. I didn't realize until later what she was saying and who she that she was talking about Clef. Yeah. That shit is rough. I remember when it first came out, people were like, oh, is she talking about LL? There's something about a hat or some mm-hmm. shit like that or licking your lips or some shit. And everybody was like, it was like licking your lips like a snake or some shit. And they, uh, and they were like, yo, is she talking about LL? Yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shit. but yeah, I mean, it's a shame because I would have loved to see him. Like I would have loved to see the Fugees. I got to see yeah. him one time, mm-hmm. um, and they were great. Uh, but I would have loved to see him again. Yeah. Um, especially was, now older. Yeah. If there was I mean. no COVID, I absolutely would have been right there for the. I'd have probably tried to go to New York to get um, get some like passes to go to New York to see the one that they actually did, like the one. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like I, I probably would have like tried to call somebody to to make mm-hmm. that happen. But oh yeah, there definitely would have been some flexing of muscles of like, hey, like you know, do you want us to like cover this? Like Come you know, on. What I mean? <laughs> let me get, a, let me get a, a a press pass. Come on. Exactly. That would have been one of those things. There's certain shit like that where I'd be like, oh, let's try and get like a press pass for this. Yeah. Um, uh, I think we can move on to what we're listening to this week. Um, did you listen to anything new? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Che Noir, her new album, uh, Food for Thought. I've been rocking yes. that joint, and it's it's crazy because, um, you know, the release cycle in hip hop and in music in general nowadays is like sped up for artists. Artists are uh, kind of expected to, you know, hit us at least with a project a year. You know, mm-hmm. some artists like Che Noir, she's. Uh, hitting us with like multiple joints in a year and it's 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 wild to me just how consistent and prolific she is Absolutely. you know she made a uh uh in the past i'm gonna say two years she's made a handful of some of the best records in mm-hmm. rap you know what i yeah, mean absolutely. which you know when we were younger, I always bring up like it was written, you know, Illmatic was ninety four. It was written was uh was it ninety eight, ninety seven or ninety eight? It was written was ninety six. Ninety six, yeah. See, my my memory. Um so our favorite the point I'm trying to make is like our favorite mm-hmm. artists had to have like two and three year windows between giving us these these records when we were growing mm-hmm. up her her music uh that she's giving us is like one high quality but also she's like hitting us with multiple joints throughout the years it's really uh remarkable to see you know absolutely um she did a lot of the production for this on her own too mm-hmm. um and- love it when an mc produced their own shit i love that yeah yeah, it, it, it's it's a really good record. She's she's one of the best out here doing it, male or female, like doesn't matter. She's just one of the best rappers out here. Um, and yeah, I, like you said, she and she's constantly hitting us. You know what I mean? She ain't on currencies, like constantly hitting us with like a mixtape every <laughs> yeah, two <yeah>. weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like she's put out a bunch of great projects in the last couple of years. And man, she's good. The one thing I was thinking about, although someone like had reached out to me and said like there might be an issue with this, um, I would I would love to see a project from her curated by Gun. Yeah, yeah, I would I would like to see that, like similar to like how he did Pray for Haiti with uh, with Makami. Yeah, um, crazy record. Yeah, and one of the best from last year. What definitely one of the best records from last year. Um, but like you know, I don't know. Maybe there's like, and they're both from the same city. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but you know, who knows? Uh, you know, I, I just think like she. And I mean, listen, be honest. It's not like she needs it. You know what I mean? She's still putting she out bangers, batting a thousand right now. Yeah. Um. I mean, the, the joint she did with Apollo Brown a couple of years ago was fucking love that shit. Yeah. 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 It was one of my favorites from that year. Absolutely. Um. So I. Listen, um, anytime she drops, it's going to be one of my first listens. That's just how it's going to be. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm definitely going to be on that. The same. Um, 
But yeah, definitely, if you haven't checked out Food for Thought by Shay Noir yet, go listen to that record. Yeah. Guarantee, y'all, that's just shit going to be, you're going to be enjoying that shit. She got bars. Uh-huh. It's like, it. It's dark, but not like like in like a horror type of way. Like dark yeah. in like a spiritually. Like, she, like yeah, she's digging in like the emotion. Uh, she talks a lot about uh, like faith and spirituality mm-hmm. on the record. Yeah, it's it's really uh, it's an accomplishment. You know what I mean, musically and and lyrically. I I fucking love it. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, like one of the most beautiful things is watching an artist expand on their on the tools in their toolbox and like watching her like produce and she produced a bunch of stuff and some really good tracks on this record too. Like yeah. um Thirty Eight Specials on here, mm-hmm. Armani Caesars on here. There's a bunch of people on here. So like um I would definitely say check this record out. You, no 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 doubt you're you're gonna enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. So other than that, we can wrap for the week. Um you can get us at Serious Rap Shit on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can get John at John underscore Liberator on Instagram and Twitter. Word. I'm Indy underscore SRS on Instagram and Twitter. That's I-N-D-I underscore SRS. Um, you can get us there. Um, you can find us on, you can find our Vivo channel on YouTube. You just go right on the YouTube, put in Serious Rap Shit Vivo, all one word, V-E-V-O. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have a bunch of videos go that go up. Um, every few days um, there's whole like fucking uh, exclusive episodes up there of shit we talk our favorite producers what if albums all kinds of different shit go check that out go uh, subscribe um, uh, we have seriousrapshit.com all our merch is there uh, you can go buy beanies and fucking hoodies and jackets and t-shirts whatever you whatever you want it's there mm-hmm. um if you're listening to this in Apple in the Apple Podcast app, you can rate and review us right in the app. You can rate us on Spotify. Spotify has ratings now. You can rate us on Spotify. Um, we're currently five stars. Don't fuck that up. Give us Please five stars. Don't. Uh, um, Please don't. Uh, and also, we have the incense. We have uh, the Abash Ice T-shirts on Incense Trapping Yoga. Um, you can get the shirts there and also support a black woman-owned business. Uh-huh. Can't lose there. Uh, other than that, we'll be back next week. Peace. Peace. Me and my friend take this fat, 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 fat